Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Uh, this is Your Community Spirit. My name is Tree Song, and as you may have noticed, I'm not Orr, but we do have Orr on the line. So we're going to see if we can use our technological magic to connect ourselves with Orr. Hello, are you on? Can you hear us, Orr? Good morning. Oh, had a little bit of feedback there. Okay, can you hear us now? Okay, good. We can hear you too. Good deal. This is Orda Energy Mon, and I am at the world's largest renewable energy fair, which is located up in Custer, Wisconsin. But oh, so how's everything going up there? Um, it has been very chaotic, but I have you know a bunch of people helping me. I actually have a booth here, so I have a bunch of people helping me. But, um. This year they expect 20,000 people, and there's only, what, 225 of us vendors, so <laughs> I usually speak to, you know, over 1,000 people over the course of the weekend. <laughs> but, I mean, not only do they have the vendors, they have all the workshops that, um, and last night we, we got here, it's, I don't know, it was like a 10-hour drive, so we got up here in the afternoon, and spend like two or three hours setting up the booth and then they had what you call networking dinner which is like all the vendors and the speakers and the happening peeps i guess hmm. <laughs> got together and had a dinner so but is it hot down there um it's pretty hot it it hasn't reached full temperature yet <laughs> yeah because this is i mean this is northern wisconsin and it's extremely hot today <laughs> which I like the sun because I have all my solar displays. I have like solar, well, because it's hot, I of course have a solar powered fridge. I have a solar water pump fountain so the kids can play and well, I can too. Then I have a couple of solar fans to keep my booth cool. So all those things, well, not only keep me cool, but work better when the sun's shining. Hmm. <laughs> but it's like, I was just looking over the schedule of workshops to see which ones I wanted to go to. And I think I want to go to a couple passive solar and then a couple hydrogen-powered workshops hmm. so I can expand my knowledge more. So are the workshops hydrogen-powered or just the uh, the topic is about hydrogen power? Uh, it talks about hydrogen power. Hmm. So, but... Yeah, I have a, a couple of the people who are with me. They're going to go to, you know, some of the, um, what do you call it? I just, the lady, she just went off to go to, uh, what, Electricity Basics for and by Women. They have a whole series of workshops taught by women about solar, wind, electricity, passive solar, all that stuff for and by women, so... That's kind of my dream to find someone who's a, uh, you know, a, 
a woman who's a solar installer, you know, who would like to work with me as my partner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could cooperate so, together. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but thank you for giving me the chance to call in and talk a little bit about my passion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love, you know, I come to this energy fair. Of course, I have the booth, but I primarily come here to reconnect with people from all over the world who are into renewable energy. Sometimes I feel like when I'm in southern Illinois, I am, you know, the only person who does it. Sometimes I feel that way. So it's it's hard to re-energize yourself when you're constantly just passing that information on. Here I come and I actually talk with my peers and people I consider above me, and so I can learn from them and have fun at the same time. Hmm. So I get re-energized. So yeah, it's, that's exciting and important for me. So yeah, and it's something we're you know excited and uh, energized about here too at your community spirit, obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's good to be able to have you on the air live from the event and hear about the latest in the renewable world. <laughs> Hopefully we live in a renewable world. <laughs> there you go. Live in, that should be a song. Live in a renewable world. Yeah. Maybe like material uh, world. <laughs> yeah, it could be, a, you know, just change the world to material girl. Yeah. <laughs> I live in a renewable world. Sounds like a new contest for our listeners. If you can... Yeah, there you go. If someone writes that, I will... I'm sure we could find someone to sing it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like this morning at, what, 6.30 in the morning, I'm sitting over and having an, a debate with four other guys about is um, plug-in hybrids better or is ethanol better or is biodiesel better? Which is more environmentally friendly? You know, and everybody has their, you know, opinions. And a lot of people are very much backed up with facts. Hmm. So we were talking. Did you know that Chicago is talking about passing a congestion tax? So if you like drive into the city, you actually have to pay a toll to get into the city. Huh? No, I didn't know about that. I mean, we've talked on the radio show before about uh, how London has that in other major cities. But I was just talking to some people from Chicago, and they said a couple aldermen from Chicago are trying to pass that, um, the cut down on the congestion downtown. <laughs> so. Well, they can look at the examples of those other cities and see how it's worked for them. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I'll try to collect some information and bring it back, a few of the newest and greatest and what are people talking about in the renewable energy sustainable living field i'll hmm. come and talk about it next week on the radio show so well, sounds good in the meantime right. is there a uh, website that uh you could direct them to for the fair itself <laughs> uh the organization is the midwest renewable energy association and the website is the t-h-e-m-r-e-a.org and they do workshops all year long on how to install solar energy, wind, um, passive solar. But, you know, the big event, of course, is this fair. 
and they have people who literally come from all over the world. Custer, Wisconsin is a town of like 300 people. And so last year they had 18,500 people came to this town. <laughs> this year they expect over 20,000. And I just can't imagine that many people coming to like my town of Pomona. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, they take over all of Pomona with that many. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens. I mean, so, um, yeah, people should go and look at the website and plan on jumping on the bus with me next year because I do have that big old 12-passenger van, and I can definitely pack in some people to come learn about sustainable living because <laughs> the people here do it. So it's, I love talking with people who actually do it. It's like, I was just talking to a guy this morning who's building a home. I've been, I met him like two years ago at this fair. He's building it in Shelbyville, Illinois. And what, passive solar home with SIPS panels, which are very energy efficient insulated wall panels. Um, uh, geothermal with in-floor radiant heat and I mean that house will use at least 60% less energy hmm. according to all the calculations and we haven't even talked about yet about putting in the photovoltaic solar electric system hmm. so um, I mean and that guy just I, I ran across him one year told him go to the energy fair he came to the energy fair learn so much stuff that two years later he's building a home that's super energy efficient <laughs> so yeah and that's how renewable dreams become renewable realities <laughs> there you go yep so good deal okay I'll talk to you next week and in the meantime of course stay energized <laughs> yes and you have fun getting re-energized too <laughs> all right have a good day peace bye yeah, so that was Ori we were talking to from the Distant Renewable Land. And as you mentioned, if you want to learn more about the Fairies app, you can go to www.the-mrea.org. I believe it was a dot .org. Uh, <laughs> so he'll be back next week. But in the meantime, we've got a little bit of music for you again. And then we'll get into this week's news and happenings.
You are listening to Your Community Spirit, which is on WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. And our question this morning is, can you hear the heartbeat of the earth? That's a nice song by a band called Incubus Succubus. And ask a good question for a show that talks about renewable energy and community happenings. So we have some community happenings for you. And the uh, first of those happenings is the uh, Sunset Concerts. The Sunset Concerts have actually officially restarted, or not restarted, well, restarted for the year, I suppose. And uh, they are happening, they alternate between uh, Turley Park and uh, Shyock Auditorium Steps on the SIU campus, both in Carbondale. And unfortunately, I, lis- I missed yesterday's. Yesterday they had a uh, Latin band playing over by the Shyock Steps. But happening coming up for next week is uh, the next concert. And a band called the Special Consensus, a bluegrass band. You can learn more about at the Nightlife. They've got a big article on them. Uh, in the meantime, the show is actually coming up next Thursday, June 21st, at the Turley Park Gazebo. So... That should be a good time. We'll have more on the other Sunset Concerts as they come up. In the meantime, we have other community happenings. And if you'd like to send us your happenings to read on the air, you can send them to me, Treesong. My email address is treesong at treesong.org. So our next happening, uh, the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship is hosting a yard sale on Friday, June 15th. Well, that happens to be today. That's from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and it's also on tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. All proceeds will benefit the Fellowship's social action activities, which include the uh, Rancho Hospice and Orphan Care Center in Zambia and the New Day Prison Ministry Program. And the first program helps those devastated by AIDS epidemic in Africa while the prison ministry serves Illinois inmates and their families by providing friendship, basic personal care items, books, games, school supplies, and gifts for children. So the sale will include clothing, housewares, furniture, baby items, toys, books, CDs, musical instruments, and a lemonade stand run by kids. <laughs> so once again, that's, uh, that is Friday, June 15th today from 3 to 6 p.m. And then it's also tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. The rhythm 
All right, in other happenings, the cleverly titled happening, Cuba Good Thing. I think it's a little pun on Cuba Gooding, but Cuba Good Thing. Pastors for Peace personnel annually come through Carbondale to collect materials for their friendshipment caravan to Cuba. Their friendshipment. <laughs> the island nation is subject to U.S. embargo for reasons that these days don't make much sense. A holdover from the Kennedy administration, the embargo was designed to destabilize Castro's communist government. It hasn't proven effective. Forty-some years later, Castro appears in no danger of an overthrow, and the embargo will easily outlive his administration at this point. But the pastors for peace contend that instead of punishing Castro, the embargo causes hardships for the Cuban people. Thus, they collect medical, educational, and other supplies for shipment to Cuba. This drive marks the 18th Pastors for Peace collection. The Southern Illinois collection will take place through June 24th at the Newman Center here in Carbondale, while the Church of the Good Shepherd, First Christian Church, First Presbyterian Church, St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church, and the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship will all also be taking up collections. All the donations must be new or in excellent condition. Medicines or supplies must bear expiration dates of February 2008 or later. The aid is particularly sought for Cuba's elderly. And over-the-counter medicines, educational supplies, sports and arts supplies, Spanish books, infant formula, tools, and computers compatible with Pentium 2 or better. For help transporting your donations, or for more information, you can call 618-521-4239 and try and help out the people of Cuba. And those are our happenings for the week. Uh, if I've missed anything important, you can feel free to smack me upside the head later. <laughs> and for the following week, you can uh, email me at treesong at treesong.org to get your happenings on the air. In the meantime, we've only got a few minutes left for your community spirit, so let's get on to some of the news. And in our first news story, okay, we're moving to Iceland. World Health Organization ranks countries' environmental health. To those who think environmentalism is all about prioritizing starfish over humans, read on. Cleaning up the globe's air and water could save 13 million lives every year, according to the World Health Organization. Yesterday, the WHO released a country-by-country analysis of health issues in 192 nations, factoring in agricultural methods, noise pollution, workplace hazards, climate change, and more. In 23 countries, more than 10% of deaths could be traced to just two fixable factors, unsafe water and indoor air pollution from cooking fires. Poverty-stricken Angola, Burkina Faso, Mali, and Afghanistan 
fared the worst in the rankings. But environmental health is, of course, an issue in developed countries, too. The report indicated that 1.8 million lives could be saved annually in 53 countries around Europe if a healthy environment was prioritized. Iceland and Israel keep their people the healthiest, according to the WHO, followed by Italy, Germany, Spain, France, Britain, and, I guess springing up the rear there, the U.S. <laughs> Straight to the source, the International Herald Tribune, Associated Press, 13th of June, 2007. And in other news, I always like to bring up the computer-related environmental stories when I can, because I use computers and they're, frankly, quite nasty for the environment. So in other news, Intel it like it is. Tech companies go for the green. This week, a consortium led by big tech kahunas Google and in Intel kicked off an effort to reduce the power use of the approximately 250 million personal computers and servers manufactured each year. Participants that signed the Climate Savers Computing Initiative, including IBM, Hewlett-Packard, Dell, Sun, Microsoft, and Yahoo, have all agreed to cut in half new machines' electricity use by 2010. While costs may go up by $20 or so per computer, the machines will also be more reliable and quieter, and consumers will quickly make up the difference in electricity savings and possible utility rebates, say the backers. The consortium expects that their efforts could save $5.5 billion in electricity costs by 2010 and could reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 54 million tons annually, which is not insignificant as computing is estimated to be the source of about 2% worldwide of the greenhouse gas emissions. I guess tech companies have recognized that reduced energy use has net benefits. Ah ha ha ha, net benefits. <laughs> I like puns, even bad ones. <laughs> Straight to the source, the New York Times, 13th of June, 2007. And we have time for one last news story. Uh, college and university presidents sign on to climate pledge. Aiming to give greenhouse gas reduction the old college try, uh, 280 institutions have signed on to the American College and University President's Climate Commitment. Modeled after a pact signed by mayors across the country, the agreement commits schools to promoting research on global warming, keeping track of emissions, and aiming, aiming for carbon neutrality. The effort is being led by President Michael Crow of Arizona State University, which plans to turn down the AC, increase solar power, and provide free bus passes to students, faculty, and staff. 
Some of the non-signers are lukewarm to the pact. University of Virginia President John T. Castine III said signing would lead to spending taxpayers' money, quote, without appropriate planning or cost justification. And an administration, administration official at John Hopkins University asked, quote, if a student goes on spring break to Daytona Beach, are we responsible for that too? Oh, somebody's a smart aleck. <laughs> Naysayers aside, Crow hopes 1,000 college presidents will sign on by the end of the year. Ah, top that, mayors. Straight to the source, Yahoo News, Agence France Press, 13th of June, 2007. And that's our Your Community Spirit for today. Once again, if you have happenings, you can send them to me at treesong at treesong.org if all goes according to plan, or we'll be back here next week. In the meantime, though, it, there's certainly plenty of sunshine out there, as you may have noticed. So we invite you to go out, enjoy the sunshine, and be happy that the sun is there to give us all its energy. Because even though it may be a little bit hot right now, It'd be awfully darn cold if the sun weren't there. So stay energized and have fun.